Welcome to another episode of Real Drinks with Ali Flores. I am super excited uh, about this new podcast. Uh, for those of you that are just joining us, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we talk about movies and we drink. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, two of my favorite things to do. And uh, today's guest is uh, somebody I've known for 23 years um holy god it's been a very <laughs> long time um we met back in the universal studios days um yes. and uh he's been an actor a writer producer uh you name it he's done it and uh you might recognize this guy from all of the halloween horror night stuff at universal studios please welcome my good friend mr mike aiello what's up brother Hey, man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, my friend. And uh, your very real background. Yes, that's actually my daughter made that. That's oh, the, no way. Look at that. Yeah, she designed the logo for, um, for real drinks. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. man. Yeah, oh, yeah, brother. Put the family to work. It's why we have them. Hell yeah, dude. She's my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm great. I'm great. You know, uh, day by day, like everybody else during this, uh, this, this weird time we're in, but, uh, right. no, I am, I'm thrilled to be doing this anytime. Uh, I can talk about a film that I love mm-hmm. with a friend that I also love is good times. Yeah. And, dude, that, and there's drinks involved. So I, I'm that, you, you know, can't go is, wrong. <laughs> even though we're, we're in, in the zoom era, it still feels like we're in the same room, Ali. Yes, it does. Now, what's killer, what's killer is this, like just your background, the amount of movie memorabilia and stuff that you have back there. Holy cow. Yeah, I've got a, I got a little bit of everything. I, I, well, I, yeah, I won't, I won't, I guess I'm, I'm already spoiling. I've got a lot of the things that we're talking about up to the front. <laughs> yeah. I was about um, to say, you're wearing the shirt, Mike. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Look at that. So. As uh, those of you uh, who have not figured it out, we are we are going to be talking about the the amazing movie, The Amityville Horror. Um, <laughs> I have that too. Oh, that. There's a model right there of the Amityville House, right there. Awesome. We're talking about Jaws. <laughs> awesome, great movie. Um, so yeah. So all right, Jaws comes out. Gosh, the year after I was born. Um, yep, uh, and- seventy four. Uh, I was born in 74. Uh, It was born in, it came out in 75. Um, An amazing film ahead of its time, I felt. Um, So before we get into the film, let's talk about what you do. Okay. Why you love the film, how we know each other, all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we know each other from Universal. We were... We worked together at Nickelodeon Game Lab for for several years, mm-hmm. um, uh, sliming kids and playing games and giving tours, and, uh, and yeah, and I did uh, I did Blues Brothers. But but prior to that, my my Jaws history was that was my first job at Universal was working at the Jaws ride um, at Universal Florida. I was I was a skipper, and we uh, we we went around the uh, went around the old lagoon, you know, eighty eight <laughs> times a day and. <laughs> Killed the shark 88 times and we had grenade launchers and we got hit with uh, very clean water and, uh, <laughs> and, and animatronic sharks tried to eat us all day. And it was like, I was 17 years old when I started at the park, when I started, wow. and I, I got a job when I, when I auditioned, um, 
that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work. That was the only thing I wanted to do was work on the Jaws ride. Like if I had gotten anything else, I probably would have gone, eh, I'm good. Cause I, I was still in high school. I, I, right. I, um, I started in March of uh, 96, which is my senior wow. year of high school. And, uh, and I was like, eh, I don't have to work, but this came up and it was, it was, it was around, it was getting close to spring break. So I decided I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get a part-time job. Uh, killing Jaws, you know, killing the wow. Great White Shark, and it was just because I love this movie so much, and I and I also love that ride. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I went as a guest prior to that. My grandfather was the the City of Orlando inspector for the Universal Florida property. Shut your face hole. Yeah, so I, I was around like all the time in that park. So that was the gig for me at 17 years old. I wanted to make a living as a fake skipper on a fake boat <laughs> fighting a fake shark. And, uh, and that, but that job opened my entire life, like just working there and then moving on to Nickelodeon and then uh, being a blues brother and horror makeup show and, um, eventually starting to write content for the parks, Bill and Ted and Halloween. It just became this, you know, let's see what, what comes next. There was really kind of, all right, next thing. What, what, how can I keep growing? Right. Almost 25 years later, I'm a senior director for the for the park, um, working on all kinds of, of content um, for for our future. Um, so it's 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 been awesome, and it, and it all started for me killing that shark with a fake grenade wow. launcher. That's that's awesome, brother. That's so cool. So yeah, what, it was great. What drew you to the great. film? Like, do you remember the first time you saw the movie? Yes, I um, I saw it on VHS. I saw it on VHS uh, at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a movie gallery video it was like a block away from our house. Um, so we used to go there all the time that, and there was a, there was a blockbuster later on, but um, and every Thursday, Friday night would be, you know, just load up on as many movies as you can, you know, carry out the door. And uh, I remember getting jaws. I think I was, I would think I was like 10, nine or 10 years old. The first wow. time I saw it. Uh, which was a little later compared to the other films I've seen. Like I saw Halloween way earlier wow. and, um, and I saw like uh, Frankenstein way earlier, but, but uh, Jaws, uh, Jaws, I was like 10 and it blew my mind. I was, I was terrified. I was also, you know, like probably a lot of kids at the time. I, anytime I went in my grandmother's pool, I was always nervous mm-hmm. swimming in a, in a pool, you know, thinking about, Oh God, if a shark comes through the grate in the bottom of the deep end and, and tries to get me. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I loved it, man. It was like everything that, that I loved as a kid growing up. Cause I loved horror movies. I loved adventure movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it has all of those things. It's a horror movie. It's an adventure film. Um, it is, it's a drama, you know, for, for a lot of the, you know, the main characters yeah. and the, the, the kind of the trio there. Um, so it, it just has everything and an amazing score. Yes. And it wasn't until I, I got older that I really started like, you know, really investigating, you know, how it was made and, um, and really kind of diving in, being more of a fan of the film rather than just a lover of the movie, you know? Yeah. So um, I love the fact that you mentioned the VHSs um, and you're talking about how many, as many as we could bring. I think you could bring four because that's about as much as you could carry with those massive things. You're like, yeah, the, 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 the big, <laughs> either it was the, the blockbuster um, jewel cases or it was the plastic that you put, you would press the bottom and the, mm-hmm. the VHS would slide out the bottom. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god we're old we're yes. old we're so it's old all, it's all coming back vhs is gonna come back vinyl's back it's all gonna come back yeah but vinyl's different than vhs <laughs> <laughs> um 
Okay, so before we get into the film, we found out why you love the film, why you got into it, um, the fact that you started doing, you know, Jaws Ride at Universal. Let's talk about what we're drinking. Now, it's normally we drink the same thing, um, and, and hopefully once, once the COVID is done, we can, I could supply the drink for everyone and you guys can, we go to the studio and we can all, we don't have to do this at zoom and we can get drink, but we couldn't do that. So you had suggested, um, the, the beer that Quint drinks. Correct. And you could not find it. No, uh, in Claremont, I, there, I, I went to ABC. I went to what is the equivalent of total wine, but apparently not as good. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I could not find it. It's actually it's actually a little harder to find. But you yes. did. You did find it. I did find it. I have the I don't even know how to spe- uh, pronounce it. Narragansett. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Narragansett. Narragansett lager. It, it sounds the same whether you're drunk or sober. And that's yes. why they named it that. And, <laughs> and it says since 1890, this beer. And um, I guess it's from Maine. Um, yes. Which makes sense. Yeah, total sense. There. So I found it. You could not. What are you? What are you drinking? Um, I have a. Uh, I have a vodka tonic, but it is in a Jaws themed commemorative <laughs> glass. There you go. You know, I, 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 my, my backup. If I'd had it in the house, which I thought <laughs> I did when I got home, and I wasn't about to go back out because you know it's scary out there. Um, was uh, uh, I was going to fill this glass up with red wine to about the, you know, just the edge, just like Brody does yes. around the dinner table, but I didn't have any red wine. So <laughs> Tito's vodka and tonic. It is in a jaws glass. I'm going to try this. And what's funny is I wonder how this is going to taste. I was like, man, this is probably going to taste. I wonder if it's good. And then I went, I kind of hope it's not because I kind of think Quint would be drinking some nasty shit. Like it's just, uh, nobody drinks his beer, you know? Yep. So let's see. Let's see what this tastes like. Oh, my God. I've never had it. This tastes like the old like Schlitz with the with the pull tabs back in the day. So it tastes like aluminum. Oh, God. Yeah, this is um, this tastes exactly like Quint. If you picture (laughs) Quint, this is what he tastes like. Yeah. Yeah, and um, when you get done with that, you have to drink it. Well, I, I won't make you pound it like Quinn, but oh, after God. you get done your last, your last, uh, your last gulp, you got to crush it real close mm-hmm. to your face. And then I don't even have a styrofoam cup to do the uh, to do the Richard Dreyfus uh, second <laughs> to that. But uh, I, I I did not prepare myself. <laughs> All right, for the two people that have never seen the film, yes, I want the Mike Aiello synopsis. Go through it. Give me the play-by-play of the film. Sure. Uh, so Jaws uh, takes place in a sleepy um, uh, main town called Amity, and it takes place in uh, in July. It's right near the Fourth of July, and this 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 small island town, Amity, is a vacation town. So all of their tourism is um, is is necessary in those vacation months. And uh, as luck would have it, uh, it is around this time that. A, a massive great white shark finds its way into the warm waters, uh, or sorry, the cooler waters of, of this sleepy town um, and wreaks havoc. 
And so the shark arrives also fairly new to the town um, is a, a brand new chief of police named Martin Brody. And he is um, he's actually a city boy. So he is he's a he's not um, from Amity. And, and, and that, that's kind of a big deal to the town um, in, in, in a bad way. He's mm-hmm. he's a city boy. He's not he was he didn't grow up in in this main community. Um, and why I see why I keep saying Maine because the the movie was shot in Martha's Vineyard, which is a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, coastal town. Um, but anyhow, so Brody, he's re- relatively new. He's he's kind of green to the to the, to the city, uh, to the to the little town. He's kind of green to the ways of this town. So he's he's really a, a fish out of water, unfortunately. And and the situation is that this does not help that as far as as this this new threat that that has come to this small town. Um, and there is an unfortunate uh, killing. Um, the, the movie opens with a vicious shark attack. It's, it is to this day. It is still the the most vicious attack I've ever seen on on screen. Um, and that is the um, that is the main entry point for mm-hmm. for this shark's existence uh, and how the town is going to deal with it. You so you've got Brody, and then you've also got the opposite of Brody, which is a gentleman by the name of Mayor Vaughn. And he is the consummate politician. Um, he refuses. And it's kind of appropriate for the day we're living in. I was in. just about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> he refuses to accept the danger that has plagued his small town and decides that we're not going to close the beaches because that would be crazy. Uh, this is a tourism town. We need that income. Uh, we're going to keep the beaches open and, you know, we'll set up some towers and, and, and you keep a, get you some binoculars and keep a watchful eye. But, but this is not a threat. Meanwhile, there's a couple more incidents that occur. There's an amazing, one of the best scenes. Um, am I, am I, am I skipping ahead, Ali? I'm, I'm, no, you're doing well. Okay. You're doing okay. All right. All right. We'll go I back and hit we, some stuff. Okay. All right. One of the, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Well, I've got a ton, but, but one of my favorites uh, is a scene that involves two, um, two fishermen um, who have decided they're going to catch this shark because that, 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 that's the other, the other major plot point is um, the town is now um, declared a reward for whoever kills this great white shark. And so enters our other character um, to the, to the, is what is the trio, which is Quint played by the amazing Robert Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and Quint is, he is, uh, the Ahab to the Moby Dick, you know, that, that is, that, that is his character. He lives on the sea. He's killed many sharks. So he and others in this town have um, got this, this quest now to kill the shark. So there's this awesome scene with these two guys from Amity and they're uh, on the edge of this uh, pier, this dock. And they have um, one of the guys, his wife, it's his uh, it's like a rump roast, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be for, for the holiday weekend, but he's hooked it and he's using it as bait in the water. Uh, tied to a tire and it, it is the most awesome scene because you never see the shark you only hear john williams's amazing score and you see this tire kind of bob in the water and then it goes and this pier breaks off with one of the fishermen attached to the pier so he's dragged out into the water the pier keeps going and then the most amazing thing happens the pier not the shark the pier becomes the shark yes it's our only way to see it that pier turns around (laughs) as the shark under the water is towing it and makes its way back for this unfortunate islander who's trying to swim back to shore (laughs) fortunately he makes it but that scene is a perfect example of 
why the film ended up working the way that it does and why it is so well done. It is a, it is because of the fact that, and then the famous phrase, the shark, the shark didn't work. The shark was a complete mm-hmm. dud uh, technically for, for this crew for, for Spielberg. Um, and they had to find workarounds constantly to keep the story going, even doing day by day rewrites um, to ensure they could keep the story without showing much of the shark while they had to fix it. Wow. So this scene on the pier and many other scenes within the, in the film, the three barrels, all of these objects become, uh, become the, the extension of the shark. And honestly, it's a better film for it. I was about to say, it's a happy accident. It really yes. is because it, it really sets up that suspense and the fact, you know, you've got the guy on the dock going, swim, swim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. swim. And all you see is that dock coming in, you know, just that piece of the dock coming after him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the dock's yeah. going to get him. The dock's going to get him. And the score, the score oh. ramping up and increasing in intensity and then leveling off as, as he makes it to shore and that pier just passes him and beaches itself on Ooh. the shore. And the, the, the score completely resides right at that point. It's, it's perfect. Oh. It's, it's a perfect scene. Uh, that scene among so many other perfect scenes in this movie. It's a, and you were talking about the opening scene. I think that does set this, up, this movie up perfectly. It's dimly lit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is a brutal attack, but yeah. it's not like you look at you look at horror films, especially nowadays, like The Purge and you know stuff like that. Like it's gory. You see all the crazy stuff. You didn't need that here. Um, no. All you need is a little red dye and just the action and the and the camera work and the flailing. Yeah, yeah. And the well, low light. It, it and just the, uh, the urban legend on that first scene that everybody thinks happened is that that because um, that, they're they're pulling her. They've got her harnessed. Um, attached to the, the 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 floor of the ocean, mm-hmm. and they're they're using ropes to kind of, in, a, in a harness to kind of pull her from side to side. And the, the 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 urban legend was that the scene you see in the movie is her actually having her back broken from being pulled left and right. Oh wow, that isn't true. Uh, oh. They she the actress came out and said that that, that did not occur. <laughs> but the the screams you do hear, like they did not tell her how they were going to pull her. They did not oh. tell her when it was going to happen. They didn't tell her what direction things were going to happen. Great. So that's why that scene feels so real because she has no idea what's going on other than she is a, she's a victim of this harness literally getting pulled under the water, up uh, above the, the surface, side to side. So it, it comes off as a very real scene, but, but, but she did not break any bones in that scene. <laughs> that, that, that's an urban legend. Um, I love that you know, Spielberg uses that and says, we're not telling you. You're just going to have to react, which is the yeah. best. You get the most real um, boys, uh, uh, boys in a hood, uh, the big scene in boys in a hood where they're all lined up and they're all parked on the car or on the street. And they're mm-hmm. all just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Um, uh, with Singleton is the director Singleton. Um, uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, you guys take five, stay in your marks, stay where you are. We're going to, we're, we're resetting a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, he kept it going. And so everyone's just kind of chilling and talking while they're there. And then all of a sudden you hear that fire of that, that weapon. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And you see everyone drop. They're like, whoa. They didn't know that was coming. Wow. That, 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 that's wild. I did not it's, know that. Yeah. It's those type of moments. They're like, we're going to make this real. We're going to make this real. And you, you got to you gotta well, make it, that genuine it, reaction yeah it's the equivalent of um william freak and firing a gun in the bedroom next to uh 
um, the mom's face in Exorcist. Oh for yes, her, for her to for her to jump. He was firing live, you know, blanks in the on the set. You know, just directors are crazy, man. Yes, they get the shot. They get the shot. Film is forever. Yes, yes, it is. It's like, yeah, uh, I know you can't hear out of your right ear anymore, right. but it looks amazing. It looks so good. So, so you, we, we've got Brody. We've got mm-hmm. Quint, who who has an, one of the best best monologues. Of him, you know, basically, oh. there's this awesome scene where the entire town is gathering. Um, uh, uh, the as a result of another death that happens, which is the Kittner boy, um, which is another really amazing sequence that Spielberg shot um, with with basically Brody kind of resigning to the fact that he's going to 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 stay stay on the beach and and keep a watchful eye, and the the, the town is basically unaware of of the threat they're they're aware there were some there was some shark attacks but they have no sorry there's aware they're aware that there was a a um a, a body found right they don't release that it's a shark attack they say it could have been a boat they say all kinds of things so brody's on the shore and there's this great sequence of shots where um and again this is like this is like film school when you watch these things you see how the the, the sequence is constructed there's a uh a, a shot of Brody on the beach and, and Spielberg basically uses the passing Islanders as a way to cut around Brody watching the, the ocean. And, and, and as they as these people are passing, you're getting closer and closer on Brody. And then you're, then you're looking at the ocean and then you're seeing Brody and this is awesome sequence using basically people as a way to kind mm-hmm. of wipe the frame. Um, and it turns out at that moment, um, a unfortunate younger boy is is killed by the shark in a in a in a fantastic sequ- sequence of um of not giving away too much again right because they could they could have easily gone in real close and shown mm-hmm. the blood out of the water and the raft getting ripped apart but no it's far away and you just see just see the edge of that shark kind of mm-hmm. almost as if he's like flipping over onto his belly yeah um as 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 the kidner boys taken under but it, but it is a it is a far shot um, it's basically POV of what Brody's actually seeing, mm-hmm. and um, and so that 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 unfortunate uh, killing occurs, which then results in the town gathering about what they're going to do. Are they going to close the beaches? And they finally say yes, they are, and that's when Quint makes his his grand entrance of scraping his uh, <laughs> his his nails across a chalkboard and delivers oh. this amazing monologue about you know you know. Uh, you, you're going to need to kill the shark. You know, I'll do it for the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Again, <laughs> it, it's an amazing monologue. I won't even, I won't even try and replicate because it's just done so well. Um, but then that enters Quint. So we've got Brody mm-hmm. and Quint, and then our the third character that is of kind of our 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 triumvirate of, of basically, you know, if you're looking at this from a from a writing standpoint, you've got the id, the super id, and the ego. The, the, those are the three. Wow, we're the going three. deep. We're hey. going deep. I like those, those those are the three characters there. So mm-hmm. Hooper enters and he is a scientist that Brody contacted because of, of his experience with sharks and being an oceanographer. Um, and he's also from money, um, which is uh, that's something that's more about in the book. Yeah. Which we can talk about a little bit, too, if you want um, <laughs> that the book's very different than the film. There's an entire affair between Ellen Brody and Matt Hooper in the book. What? Oh, yeah. They meet. Wow. And, and they uh, they. Uh, they get it done. <laughs> See, yeah. I knew I knew about the affair between the shark and Quint in the book. <laughs> but I didn't know about that one. That's wow. 
that's after they pull him under. It's <laughs> how, how he got out of that situation. <laughs> I'm just picturing that now, and it's horrifying. I was sad they didn't keep the musical number in, but you know what? Some things don't translate. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so they call Hooper and uh and he's supposed to be the brains of the operation now uh to really he confirms that it is not only a shark but it's a great white and it's massive. Um a lot of things happen but but we uh, basically the movie's kind of set up into two different halves. You've got kind of the suspenseful half which is the front front part of the movie where where it's 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 it really is more horror mm-hmm. um in that people are being being eaten by the shark. There is this sense of where is it going to come from whenever these scenes happen. And then once Brody, Hooper, and Quint board the Orca, which is the finest boat to ever appear in film, <laughs> um, it becomes an adventure movie. It's, com- it's a completely different tone. It's an action film. Like, it's, it's totally, it's the hunt. Like, it's, yes. it's almost like, um, what is it? Uh, What's it? The Ghost of the Darkness, where they're hunting the lion. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's a hunting. It's a, yeah, here yeah. we go. And it's, it's almost swashbuckling. I mean, even even John Williams' score has this kind of swashbuckling um, mm-hmm. attitude to it into the entire entire second half, which is them basically at sea. You've got Hooper, who's who's the, the science. You've got um, um, you've got Quint, who's the who's the brawn mm-hmm. and the instinct, and then you've got um, Brody, who has no idea how he got into the situation. Does not belong on that boat at all. At all. <laughs> at but all. He, he represents the town mm-hmm. and the town's interests. So, they, so that, that's why he's there. <laughs> and honestly, I think going back to him being fish out of water and being, I think they don't really go into it in the movie, but I always took it as this is his way of saying, okay, I want to be one of you. Yes. I, I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to deal with this because I need to earn my stripes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I that always kind of was something in, in my brain watching this movie as far as his character. So they're they're out in the middle of the ocean, although in some scenes you can see the shore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, but because uh, they had to, they had they, they could only shoot in, in water that was deep enough to allow for the, the shark's mechanics to be literally anchored to the, to the floor bed. Wow. To be able to show the shark. Um so you're, you're on the boat now, and, and Brody's learning things. He's learning how to fish. He's learning how to tie knots. Mm-hmm. Um, Hooper's, you know, studying things. And Quint is just, it's like his living room. You know, he really, literally, his chair is almost like an easy chair. The, the chair he's, you know, he fishes from. And, and um, he's sober the entire time, and, uh, which is nice. There's another great sequence where, um, uh, again, we're on, the, we're on the Orca, and you know, there's been no sign of the shark. The guys are looking a little, like, a little bored at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear that click, click, click oh. of the of the reel mm-hmm. as 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 that 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 really thick line is getting yep. just ever so slowly taken, and Quint slowly pulls on his the one strap of his chair, slowly pulls on the other strap, seatbelts, real quietly calling orders mm-hmm. over to over to Brody. Um, and then we get, we get the chase sequence, yep. you know, the, the shark takes the bait and that and, line takes off. Oh yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it just, and they got to pour water on the reel. I always mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Like they pour water onto it to keep it, to keep it cool. Um, and then they, you know, they, they figure we got it. This is going to be easy. No, it's not. Then, you know, the entire second half of this movie is them trying to figure out how they can catch this, this fish as Quint would put it. Mm-hmm. This big fish. 
uh, there's the entire barrel sequence where they got to attach a number of yellow barrels, um, which I also have as tiki mugs. I didn't bring. Oh, really? No way. Yeah. I've got a, a buddy of mine, Brandon Clayla. He, he created a, a three glass set of those barrels. That are little tiki mugs. Yeah. They're really cool. That's, that's pretty badass. That's awesome. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but, uh, but again, the barrels became the way they could show the shark without having to show the shark. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a better film for it. Um, you know, one of the finest sequence, one of the greatest, I kind of skipped ahead, but the greatest visuals in all of cinema for me is, is uh, a Brody chumming the, uh, the, all the blood into the water and says, why don't you come over here and shovel some of this shit? And boom, there's boom. the shark. You know? oh. And then he says his famous ad-libbed line. Yeah, I think we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. And the fear in his face is so great. Like, it's, it's awesome. that tight, that tight shot on his face. And he just, like, yeah. he's bolted upright every yeah. every muscle in his body is tense he's like, yeah oh, it's wonderful uh, yeah it's so good it's so <laughs> good while we're on cool shark sequences another another visual that's haunted me it's my is another one of my favorite visuals it's um it's when the shark goes into the the bay mm-hmm. and 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 um brody's son is on his boat and the one guy uh, rows over and says, you guys need a hand with that? And the shark tips his boat over. And as he's trying to get up on the boat, there's an overhead shot of the shark under the water. You never, it never breaches, but uh-huh. it's, and you see the white and the gray of the shark as the, as the guy gets pulled under. That visual is haunting. <laughs> it's haunting. Yeah. And then, and then, then you, get, you get your first bit of gore um after that sequence is when the mm. when the guy's leg just drops to the floor the, the, the bed of the seafloor and uh and just kind of it hits you can and it, it, almost the rubber of the of the prosthetic <laughs> actually was something good because when it hits that floor it kind of goes and yep. vibrates it, it's uh. it, it's great <laughs> i love it <laughs> um but yeah so you know they're on the boat. You've got, you've got chase sequences with with the shark trying trying to catch it. You have um, another amazing monologue from uh, Robert uh-huh. Shaw of his uh, revealing uh, his history with the Indianapolis. Oh, uh, it's and, so good. And going in the water with those men and being one of the few that that made it through that ordeal. Um, and the juxtaposition of that monologue compared to what just precedes it, where they're they're. Um, uh, comparing stars mm-hmm. having a great time getting drunk you know yeah. it's just like we're, we're good for the night i don't think he's gonna he's sleeping we're, yeah. we'll be fine we're just gonna have a good time and yeah hooper and 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 quint are you know are are trading jabs <laughs> on scars and again another great little comedic moment again the this film's got everything it, mm-hmm. you know there, there's the, these splashes of comedy that just kind of give us a little bit of levity knowing that the the darkness that's about to overtake mm-hmm. these the three men um, but when they're doing that scar sequence, I absolutely love when, when, uh, Brody lifts his shirt and is about to make a comment about his appendix scar. But <laughs> it's great. It's great. I mean, it's placement is perfect. It's just, all right. If I didn't, it's if so I wasn't good. clear before, this is a perfect film. If I wasn't <laughs> clear about that when we opened. <laughs> no, it, it really is. It has, it has everything in this movie. Um, it, it is so iconic that people, without ever seeing the film, I know that there are a lot of people out there, especially like newer, you know, younger people that have never seen it. Yeah. But they hear that music. They know exactly what it is. 
Yes, it's iconic. Yeah, it, it, it represents um, it represents a unstoppable force, you know, and and I, I, I my son, um, first time he saw it was in a theater thing. And I was like so happy that that occurred. Oh, nice. That was his first viewing of Jaws was in the theater at, uh, at Universal. They were showing it one night and I was like, oh, my God, we got to go, man. You got you got to see this. <laughs> I think he was like. 10 9 or 10, about the same age i was which again I wow that, that, that's pretty cool that's awesome um and and, he, and again he loved it you know so uh, it, it's it's a it's a film that if you're willing to go there and it's not the shortest film in the world it's got it's got its runtime is is pretty extensive mm-hmm. but again you know a lot of the marvel movies are two and a half hours almost three hours yeah. so i guess it's not too bad these days no it's uh, not bad um, yeah just being able to watch it with him and and see it through his eyes uh, was was fantastic that's that's awesome um so we've got the shark one of the things i loved about the chase scene especially when i, I love it when the tides turn so they are hunting him and then it turns to where the shark is hunting them yep. um and going after them and dragging them out further to see like no 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 you're in my house yeah and i love that direction with that uh, you know, I don't know if that's in the in the book that they do that, but I love that they do that because the shark is no longer just this mindless, you know, killing machine. It's smart. It's yeah. it's strategically targeting these people and this boat. Yeah. Well, and then you and pair that with Quint's um, focus becomes almost uh, primal at that mm-hmm. point. Like he almost he almost becomes more like the shark in, in, in his attitude and how he, and, and the, what he's willing to, to do just to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, Brody makes an attempt to, to radio and he immediately comes in and smashes that radio. He's like, no, again, right or wrong. Quint knew exactly. I think Quint knew he's either going to come away with this shark or he's not coming back at all. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think that that's a that's a really interesting character trait for for him, and you know being willing if you think about it, being willing to, to like I don't know sacrifice two other guys just to be able to get the thing that that has eluded him you know again it's the it's it, it's the Moby Dick scenario you know it's almost as if he's getting revenge for the Indianapolis. Uh, yes, no. That, that that's a great point. That's a great point. This 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 internal rage manifests, and it's a rage he's probably had consistent, you know, for years and years. Because you look at his, um, you look at his boathouse, mm-hmm. and it's covered in shark jaws. You know mm-hmm. uh, that he that he boils and displays. So you know he he's just been taking his rage out on this this species for 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 gener- you know for for years and years and years. And finally, yeah. this is the apex the apex predator for him, you know? And how rare is it that that apex predator is in his neck of the woods in Maine, like in Amity, like great whites don't really go out there. So the water's, uh, water's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? He shows up. Um, the, the climax, I really enjoy putting, putting Hooper in the cage. Um, yeah, that I'm like, Really, really, yeah. this this shark who is—it's just a, a beast. You're gonna you, those alu- that little aluminum cage is gonna yeah. Well, really, the, you know, sh- uh, cage go in the water, shark in the water. <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a shiny. 
and he's laughing while he does it. Yeah, and you know what we didn't do when we we when you opened your beer and we had our first drink, we didn't say here's to swim with bow legged women. Oh damn it! You're right. Here's to swimming with bow legged women. So there we go. We we covered that now. That was my bad. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, now in the book, uh, uh, Hooper dies. Oh really? Yeah, he dies in the book. Uh, another cool fact about um about that that whole underwater sequence that was all shot later, and that that's not even Richard Dreyfus in the water. Oh no way. No, like even the close-up, you know, when the shark's charging and you see that close-up of, of Hooper's eyes mm-hmm. go wide, that's not Richard Dreyfus. Shut up! No. In fact, uh, um, most of that footage, because if you also look at a lot of that footage is of, of, of real shark footage. Yes. Um, and I, oh God, um, the, I got friends who love this movie that will kill me, but I don't know the name of the two photographers that shot that footage, but I can't remember. <laughs> but they shot that footage. Um, it's act- and that footage actually was a, was a mishap because the great white shark actually gets um, caught the real great white shark they were shooting gets caught in, in the line. That's why you see in the film, it's like it's struggling around that cage. Yes. Cause it gets tangled in that line. Um, and that's why they even created the sequence with, with Hooper jumping, you know, swimming out of the, um, uh, the cage. cage because that footage doesn't have anybody in it. And it's the shark just wreaking havoc on it. Yeah. And that's a crazy scene. Like I was like, Oh man, what did they, cause I always, I was like, what did they put up there for that shark to go that crazy? Yeah. Um, but apparently it was caught in a line. It got caught in a line. They, they cut it free. Um, wow. And, uh, and again, miniature tank, miniature cage. Um, and yeah, that whole, that whole underwater sequence was shot in a pool on the universal back lot. There's this big, big, uh, cylindrical pool that's back there. They shoot a lot of their underwater stuff in so that all that underwater, the, the Hooper, um, the shark kind of charging, all that was shot in there. Wow. Yeah. They wow. Couldn't, um, they decided not to do any of that stuff uh, in um, in Martha's Vineyard just because it was just so so volatile. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got the guys, the shark. They finally get the shark getting ready to uh, – well, the shark is basically killing them. Like he's, he's winning this fight. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he, he rips the cage apart. Um, the boat begins to begins to sink. Um, uh, oh yeah, that's right. The, uh, the shark actually goes through the hull, uh, and then back out. Um, and then we get the, the amazing death of, of Quint, oh. um, uh, which is again, his, just his, his flailing legs actually have that. Hold on. Oh, you wait. You have, hold on. Hold on. What are you? Check this out. <laughs> McFarlane put this out years ago. Oh my God! It is that. It's that scene. Oh wow! And like, there's a there's a little quint, there's and the quint can quint. fit inside the shark's mouth. But <laughs> but better yet, hold on. Better yet, the quint can come apart, <laughs> and he's there are his innards. <laughs> I know if you're listening to this, it doesn't have the same effect, but I, I have a little miniature figure of Quint and his top half can come apart from his lower half and you can see all of his innards on the inside. Watch it on YouTube. This is a perfect example of going to YouTube right now so you can see this, so you can actually see what it looks like. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, they put this out. God, this is... I think I was still working at Game Lab when this thing came out. I just want to. I just want to see the. So it was back in Game Lab. So that was '97 when I was there. '98. So I want to see the the Saturday morning cartoon commercial for that <laughs> <laughs> with Rip Apart Quinn. Is <laughs> that? 
<laughs> Funko put that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That's uh that's my kids' college fun. Right there, there it is, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Quint dies hor- yeah. horribly. It's horrific it's death, but oh. also completely appropriate. Yes. You know, I, I kind of feel that that's where he, that's how he wanted to go out. Yeah. Again, either he's either going to come back with the shark or he's going to die in its in its in, in its teeth. Yeah. That is, and that that's exactly what happens. It, and and so the the boat goes down. Um, Hooper is down underneath the water. Well, in the in the film, you think you think he's dead. You're not yeah. you're not sure. You're not sure what happened. Uh, Brody uh, Brody believes he's dead. Um, and then and then this is this is then. Our, our fish out of water has got to get in that water. Uh, and th- th- this is his moment to, uh, to, you know, also use, cause we never, the one thing about Brody is we never get a sense of his history when he was, was, I think, was he in, um, he was a cop in, in, uh, was he a cop in New York? I thought it was Chicago. I don't know. It was a big city. I, I can't remember. But anyhow, we don't ever get a sense of his history as, as a police officer and, and like, how good is he? You know, so the fact that he's able to make that shot, yeah. you know, and, and that, could, that could only have been him because yep. no one else on that island probably has that, that sort of sharpshooter uh, ability. So the fact that, you know, he's able to take a couple shots, I can't remember how many, but, and then the famous smile, you son of a, and you never Boom. hear bitch because the shark explodes. Boom. Uh, another cool fact when the, when the shark is um, when it's pieces are kind of mm-hmm. floating, you know, there's like an underwater shot of the shark kind of floating down. Yeah. Um, there's an awesome sound effect of like this. It sounds like this, 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 this mm-hmm. weird sound effect. That's actually the same sound effect Spielberg used in his film prior to jaws, which was the duel. It was the semi coming off the cliff. Oh, wow. Um, it's the same sound effect, and he used it for Jaws. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Brody saves the day, yes. shoots the uh, oxygen tank, yes. explodes uh, the shark, and he's sitting there celebrating. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you see something come up. Yep. And you, you again, I think the first time anybody saw the movie, they thought it was the shark. It was going to yes. be like the, it'd be like the old, the old attraction. Remember when you, you kill the shark and it's burnt, it's burnt face comes up and there's that final lunge. Uh, yeah. So you think of that instead it's um, it's Hooper. He it's survived. Hooper. And, and, uh, and again, if you watch, back. if you watch the credits, they finally make it to shore. If you watch the entire credits. Oh really? Um, I don't think I've ever seen yeah, it. Yeah. If you watch the entire credits, the last shot just before the credits fade away, you can see Hooper and Brody uh, on their raft finally hitting shore. Wow! Yeah, what a great film. This is and, this is an amazing film. Um, I, agree. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm, I'm assuming my kid has seen it. I've been trying to introduce her to a lot of my favorite films, um, but I know that uh, her mom is a huge Jaws fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming she's already seen it. Um, she's also a huge, or, or uh, my daughter is a huge horror fan. She loves horror nice. movies. Um, Raise, so been, raising them right, Ali. Good job. Boom. Uh, I've been, I've been getting her involved in all the great horror films and, you know, trying to see the ones that are age appropriate. I'm like, sure. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch that. Yeah. No, you can't watch this one yet. How old is <laughs> she now? She's thir- about to be 14. Yeah. So. Yeah. Caden just turned 15 last Holy week. Holy cow. Yeah. That's yeah. insane to me. He's, he, he's watched a lot. Like, I, cause again, when I grew up, man, my parents didn't care what I watched. So I, I know. Uh, and I turned out fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I saw Scarface at like nine. <laughs> well, isn't yeah. that a rite of passage? Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> the, the chainsaw scene in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to scar me forever. This is totally fine. But then it's you fine. get you, then you get Michelle Pfeiffer at the same time, so the <laughs> juxtaposition works. It's all right. It's all right. All right, bloody, but hey, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, <laughs> um. So, Jaws, what are your favorite, like, what, n- other than the, like, the, the big iconic scenes, are there any yeah. little things about this film that you really love that most people miss? Um, I don't know if most people miss this, but I, the, one of the charms of the front half of the film, for me, and, and a lot of people that, that, that I've talked to about this movie, they bring it up too, is, um, is the fact that most of the, the people that aren't your main cast were people that lived on the island, literally um, residents of Martha's Vineyard. Oh, wow. were cast as the, the, the residents of Amity. So That's you've got awesome. this, this colorful cast of people who are not actors. They were real people who just happened to be appropriate that, you know, Spielberg and the casting, um, the casting crew felt they were appropriate for the film. So you've got all this, this awesome color uh, of personalities mm-hmm. that 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 make up the fiction fictional town of amity you know uh uh that's one bad hat harry uh you know the guy that comes in is like old man boobs or or uh <laughs> wobbling and, and you're like oh god and he's wearing this this you know the the swim cap uh it turns out that guy um was from martha's vineyard and he he was a mailman Shut and up. Yeah, and he also would. Um, what what made him beloved in in Martha's Vineyard is he would um, write letters back to kids as Santa. So when kids Aww. when kids sent their their letters to to the post office, he would always do a return from Santa written written by him, but but playing Santa. So there's just one example, you know. But but even um, uh, um, uh, the the uh, Kittner's um, mother, you know, when when she comes up uh, in in the black dress and the veil. And, and she had, I, I think she may have been an actress, but only, only a couple things. I, I can't remember. Uh, again, my friends of mine are going to be slapping me in the head. Cause I, I can't <laughs> um, but again, this, this hard drive's only so full Ali. And as things have to enter, I have to purge other things. <laughs> um, but she was um, the, the cool thing about that scene is that she was having difficulty faking a slap. Uh, we know when she slaps Brody mm-hmm. um, for the for the death of her for being responsible for the death of her son. So um, Roy Shire just told her, "Hit me, like yeah. just lay into me," and she did. And that that's the scene. That's a great hit. Yeah, that's a yeah. great hit. So that, that's probably one of my more one of my other favorite things about the movie is just the awesome color that they mm-hmm. and uh, of personality that they kind of I- invade the fictional town with, um, and it, it feels real. It feels uh, authentic. You know, yeah. Um, uh, and I think that that helps the film as well, because you have this such this otherworldly story going on, you know, mm. um, of this 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 uh, this bloodthirsty shark and 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 the town that it's dealing with it. the town. Really, you do feel for that town. You feel for the people there. Um, and it's just, it's just it's really brilliantly constructed uh, yeah. from a from a script standpoint. I think I think the script uh, obviously is, is brilliant. The direction is so good there are so many things you were you touched on it a little earlier about how you know just making making other things uh to make the shark better uh, you know just those happy accidents and stuff mm-hmm. building the suspense when when the little boy you know gets you know eaten essentially mm-hmm. it's the mom's reaction that makes that so good because she is 
you feel for her. She's searching. She's scanning the beach yeah. for her son. Yeah. You know, and there's also a little thing that they put in there as well. Right before that scene, it's the dog. Yeah. Pippin. So you have the little dog and, and everybody, I mean, ask Jack, uh, John Wick, you don't, you don't mess with dogs. <laughs> you, you don't mess with dogs. That's so right. now America's going, not the dog. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. killed the kid. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing you see in that entire sequence is the, is the, the raft, yes. the raft in, in bitten in half and the, just the hint of red in the water. Uh, yeah, it's, but yeah, the, the Pippin, cause that, that's kind of the, the, the foreshadowing, you know, he starts calling the dog, uh, again, set up beautifully. He's playing fetch yep. with his dog and they kind of set that up and then his dog doesn't come back and you're just hearing him look for him. And then, and then the, the major sequence happens, uh, with, with, with the boy's death. Uh, there's also another deleted scene in, in that sequence. Cause you know, there's the kill there and then, and then mm -hmm. it goes into the bay and, and. Uh, no, that, that's later. I'm sorry. The, the the one in the bay is later, where where it uh it almost attacks Brody's son. There was an entire sequence they shot. There's actually footage of it. I think on the Blu-ray, um, the shark uh, that you know the guy that, that I talked about that gets taken and his and his leg gets gets bitten off right. and kind of floats down. There's a whole sequence where he's being dragged in the shark's mouth and he grabs Brody's son as oh. the shark is passing by. So he and his son are being dragged by the shark. And that oh. is actually, that's the reason why he's so um, kind of comatose in the hospital later on in the, in the was, sequence. Oh, yes. Because he was, he, for lack of a better word, he was attacked, but just never bitten. Wow. But, but this man, as he's dying, grabs him and takes him along for the ride as the shark is, is heading out to sea with his body. Oh, yeah, they, they shot it and never put it in. Um, but again, there is some footage, I think, on the Blu-ray. It's probably on YouTube as well. But um, And there's a couple. How I found out about it was uh, there uh -huh. were some black and white photos that, were, uh, that, that, that popped up. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what this sequence is. He's literally, you know, he's being dragged by the shark. And it turns mm -hmm. out it was this deleted scene. So great films, um, almost all great films have quotable moments. Yes. Do you feel that Jaws, because I feel that Jaws is an overall movie, like yeah. it's not just about the single moments, but do you think that there are enough quotes in the Jaws movie that are noted, notable, that people know? Do you think it's a, it's a good quotable movie? Yeah, I, I, I think there's, there's plenty of quotes. I think, again, you're, you're going to need a bigger boat is, you know, whether well, you... Before you start quoting, I'm going to give you two minutes to see how many you can quote. Oh, my God. How many... Um, Jaws quotes, can you do? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, okay. So you, I get, gotta... you get two minutes. Let's see how you can do. I got my buddy, one of my, one of my very best friends, Jason Logan, did Caddyshack. And he knows Caddyshack just like you know Jaws. And as soon as I said, give me some quotes, because he knows that movie back, he goes, oh, um, and I go, whoa, you're panicking. What, what's going on? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I'm so Let's bad. Let's see at how this, many you know. Two minutes. Oh, God. Um, okay. Go. Are we going? Okay. Smile, you son of a bitch. Uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, uh, you'll get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Um, this shark will swallow you whole. Uh, um, oh, God. Um <laughs> Um, here's a swim with bow-legged women. 
uh, farewell and adieu, you spare Spanish, uh, spare Spanish lady. Uh, farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. Um, uh, uh, I can do anything. I'm the chief of police. Um, uh, did I do smile, you son of a bitch? I did. Yep. Um, I think they say shit in the movie. So, okay, there we go. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, Ellen yelling, get out of the boat. You heard your father. Ooh, that's um, a good one. Uh, God. Uh, 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 what's the last line Quinn says in the Indianapolis? Um, oh, uh, oh, anyway, we delivered the bomb. That's Boom. the last thing he says in that. Um, I gave you too much time. Should have only been a minute. Oh, sorry. Here forever. No, dude, you got 10. You had 10 <laughs> quotes in a minute. Nice. Uh, I was like two minutes. Wait, that's a long time. Nope. You get one minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm sweating. <laughs> Perfect. Now it's time for the trivia. Um, oh, Jesus. So we do 10 questions and a bonus question. No okay. one has got a perfect score yet. Okay. Um, I'm we've awful had, at trivia, Ali. I'm awful at it. You've already answered like half of them Oh, okay. when you were just talking about it. I went, okay. well, there goes that one. There goes okay. that one. There goes. Okay. Um, so I've had someone miss one question, but get the bonus question, but I've not had the perfect score. Okay. 10 out of 10. And okay. the I, I will do my best, but I, ha I have no hope. I have faith in you. Okay. We've already covered these. Okay. <laughs> Number one, what year was the movie released? 75. 75. What is the name of the mechanical shark? Bruce. Bruce. There you go. Named after? Uh, Spielberg's lawyer. Boom. What is the name of the mayor? Vaughn. Mayor Vaughn. What is the name and of the a, a wonderful quote, coat. Yeah. Oh, my God. With the little anchors. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what is the name of Quint's boat? Uh, the Orca. See, you're, you're killing these. Uh, where was the film shot? Uh, Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to get a little tougher. Okay. All right. Which state is on the license plate that they pull from the stomach of the tiger shark? When they do the late night autopsy of the shark that was not the shark that they – it wasn't oh, the great white. God. Um was it Massachusetts? I'll give you a hint. Okay. Hooper says just what I thought. It came up through the Gulf waters. Oh. Uh, and then he throws the thing, the, the license plate. The Gulf waters. It's not a, uh, is it Texas? Oh, so close. It's Louisiana. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Um, what is the name of the little boy who gets killed? Uh, Alex Kittner. Boom. How much does Quint want to kill the shark? Does he ask for? How much money? Oh, uh, $10,000. $10,000. Um, who wrote the book? The Peter Benchley. Peter Benchley. This is one of my favorite questions. Um, who broke Hooper's heart? He oh, shows the scar, God. broken heart. Who is it? What oh, was her name? God. Sally something. I don't know. Oh, my God. So not close. Um, <laughs> Mary Ellen Moffat. Mary. Oh, God. So you say it, I go, God, I'm stupid. I should know that. <laughs> Mary Ellen Moffat. Mary and then Ellen the bonus Moffitt. question. Okay. What is the name of the first victim in the movie? Uh, Chrissy. Yes. I will, I will accept Chrissy. Uh, okay. Christine Watkins is her full name. Okay. Uh, but, yes, they call her Chrissy as well. Yes. So you got the bonus question. You did miss two during the yeah, 10. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I thought you were going to get the Mary Ellen uh, uh, Moffat. I, I had a feeling you would get that one. I, um, I should have. I should have. I, you can revoke my geek card. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thank you so much, man. I had a blast uh, oh, with you here. Um, this was great. Come on. Talking about this. I can, you know, I can go, we can go another hour if you want. <laughs> I, I know we can. That's why I was like, I kept checking my, my clock. I'm like, I got, I got to keep this to an hour at max. I got to keep this to an hour max. Um, tell, tell everyone uh, where they can find you on social media. Yeah, um, uh, my my social media of choice is Twitter, and it's uh, Michael underscore Iello on Twitter. Uh, Instagram's the same, uh, and then I'm on Facebook. Um, I don't do TikTok. I don't know what Snapchat is, um, but yeah, Twitter's <laughs> Twitter's the main thing. Michael underscore Iello. Oh, and I have I have a podcast as well. What? Like, if I could plug that, please that plug away. So uh, it's called We're Grounded with Austin and Mike. Um, it is a monthly podcast, uh, a part of the Death Wish Coffee uh, podcast family. Um, and it's uh, me and my buddy Austin Romero, otherwise known as Mike Rome on WWE. And um, it's a monthly podcast where we just geek out about um, all things pop culture. And we interview some, some pretty cool people. Um, and uh, it's just a good time. It's about you know, an hour-long podcast uh, nice. uh, once a month. That's awesome. I'm going to try to get uh, Mr. Romero on as well. I want yeah. to we'll, um, talk a little WWE movie, the uh, the movie with The Rock or uh, The Rock and the, 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 the lady from England, that movie that came out oh, uh, last it's, year. It's, what it's is Paige's it? um, movie. I, I can't remember the name of it, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's whatever the family thing. Yeah. Either that or you can do See No Evil starring Kane as a slasher. Wow. Or or or. Or uh, we could do Roddy movie. Oh, Roddy Roddy Piper. The, the oh, they live. One. They live. Yeah, you could do they live. Um, or what was the Hulk? What was the Hulk movie? Um, oh, Hulk Hogan was in a film in the eighties. Uh, oh God, what's it called? Strike Force. Um, um, no, that was his boat. The boat television. Yeah, that show. was um, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. Um, Crap. Okay. God, anyhow, what was his mind. movie? Well, he was in. He was in Rocky uh, Three. Thunderlips. Thunderlips. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow uh, those of you uh, that listening or watching don't forget uh find us on itunes find us on uh youtube at real drinks with ali flores um on instagram uh real drinks with ali flores and on facebook real drinks with ali flores thank you guys so much for watching and listening mike i can't thank you enough for joining me man it was it was a blast ali i love you man this was awesome i love you too brother be good you too <laughs>